Phoenix. Phoenix. All right, all right, all right. Before we start here, yeah, Phoenix is Phoenix. Phoenix, you'd be like, oh, I liked the Gray Man. I thought it was awesome. We'll see. You got two strapping young lads in the main cast. Two strapping young lads. You are now into film. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I'm leaving you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Ken and Captain America. I love it. Talking about them as if they're like unknown actors. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's get this show on the road. Uh oh, I already pressed record. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Go. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I am joined as always by the two greatest co-hosts in the world. Starting with my guy Brandon, sir. How are you today? Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back. Um, we re- um, we uh, we kind of had to shuffle around with what when we're reviewing what because it's not every day, not every week that two, I would call it big releases come out in the same weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, we are reviewing something that is not nope this weekend, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, uh, how are you, Phoenix? I'm great, man. I'm great. And uh, Zach, how are you, buddy? Man, I am doing good. Uh, I am excited to get to be here with you guys. I know I wasn't here to talk about the boys. So a little sad about that, but that's okay. We get to talk about the great man today. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. All right. So yeah, like Zach said, we are talking about the great man. Uh, Dropped on Netflix this past Friday. uh, Starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Uh, also, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Alfred Woodard. So pretty stacked cast. Um, <laughs> uh, I caught this at like one o'clock in the morning. So I literally stayed up till like three uh, watching this. So I'm amazed that I'm awake right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I am I am curious. Let's let let's really dive in. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you because I think I know how Brandon feels. But Zach, we'll start with you. What were your non-spoiler thoughts on The Gray Man? So for non-spoiler thoughts, um, I will say that it was, I wasn't sure what I was expecting. Um, I didn't really watch any trailers leading up to this or anything. So I personally thought it was an average action movie at best so i mean yeah that's that's pretty much (laughs) i mean there's really like i wish like i have more to say but like to be honest there is really not that much to say about it besides it was a pretty standard action film um i was kind of disappointed a little bit now don't get me wrong the acting in my personal opinion was great i thought chris evans um and Ryan Gosling and Ana de Armas did a great job. But overall, the story just really wasn't there for me. And the plot just seemed like I could go watch this and a five-year-old could have made this. 
So, I mean, there were, the stakes weren't really there. Like, there just wasn't – I wasn't deeply tied to the characters. Yeah, I mean, I, if I wanted to watch a shoot 'em up movie, I could do that with anything. So, I, I mean, there's really nothing else I can say about it. Some of the camera shots were good. Um, yeah, that, that's, I mean, honestly, if the actors weren't there and these were no-name actors, it would have sucked. Let's be honest. The movie would have completely sucked. If the Russo brothers' names wasn't tied to this, I don't think 95% of us would have watched this. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Randy, all right, so not, go ahead, Ben. I'm, <laughs> non-spoiler thoughts for me um so i want to touch on the camera shots real quick they have some really cool camera shots but it it i don't i but over you know how oversaturation and you, you just been like okay this is enough they give us those camera shots the entire movie and in the beginning it's like oh my god this is awesome but then you're like, oh, my God, this is so stale already. Stop giving us these stupid camera shots. Dialogue was terrible. They wanted so hard to be uh, John Wick mixed with Die Hard 4. <laughs> and the, the reason I say that analogy is like the main character, I'm not going to dive into spoilers just yet, is put through the most insane, most over-the-top scenarios ever. Where it had it been anybody else, any other character, they would have died immediately. <laughs> I I mean yeah I would agree with that. Dude, yeah I mean if yeah yeah uh, the re- the reason I say Die Hard Four specifically is there is there's a scene where John McClane is r- running away from like this, this crashing building like literally right behind him and he just somehow survives and it's so stupid. Okay, uh, so my non-spoiler thoughts on The Great Man is it is very much the same old, same old when it comes to uh, your, what, spy goes rogue kind of stories. Um, yeah, it, th- th- that's what it is. It's, it's pretty copy-paste from every spy movie you've ever seen. That being said, these action sequences whooped ass. (laughs) Like, like they were really freaking cool. Now, there's one in particular that is terrible. (laughs) Like, there is one. Was that? Are you talking about the beginning one? I don't think so. It's like like right in the middle. There's, There's an action sequence that is so bad that I, I, I laughed through the whole thing because I could not believe how bad it was. I have uh, a feeling I know what you're, which one you're talking about. Uh, like, like that, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but there's a particular shot where you can see the stunt work where I'm like, ooh, they left that in. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, that, that, that's something that you're not supposed to catch at all. And it was, it was clear as day. So uh, someone's someone's losing a job for that. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like I said, like the action sequences were pretty cool. There's a, a, a tram sequence that I think is 
really nice. It's over the top, way, way, way over the top. I mean, you mentioned John Wick and Die Hard 4. All I could think of was Mission Impossible, where I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, like this would this would kill any other person. Like, yeah, like dude's way OP. I get it because you know what I'm saying we're we're talking about a a, a highly trained uh, assassin, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I did not mind the, the 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 drone shots. I mean, it was excessive. It definitely got got to the point where it's like okay, that, like by like the I think like the fifth time they did it, it was like all right, bro, like you need to calm down. <laughs> but it was cool. I didn't like. I didn't hate it. Um, I I have to report I did not hate the Gray Man. It was a solid action film, as the way I looked at it. I thought Ryan Gosling and and Chris Evans did a great job. It may have been some of the dialogue was a little cheesy. I I think maybe a little outdated. Um, I think Chris Evans was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I thought he was good. I thought the mustache was a bit over the top, but yeah, like, oh, like, that's not, that's not hit. I mean, that's yeah. what they wanted. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't, he, it didn't he, really fair, fit his character. To be fair, he actually likes that mustache. He loves growing the mustache out. He said that, it in a lot of interviews. That's cool. I, I don't know. It didn't work for me. It looked really kind of weird for his face, but uh and mainly for that character i just feel like that character is way more mischievous without a mustache <laughs> like, but whatever uh that's a personal thing but no so he left captain america to become wyatt russell in this yeah america nice yeah i'm like uh overall though i was like it's okay it was a solid action film i feel like uh it's a shame that it that they spent this much amount of money to just put it on Netflix. I'm like, you like, regardless of how it ultimately would have turned out, I think if you'd have put this in theaters, you would have made a lot more money uh, with what this was. Because just for the action alone, I think, you know, crowds would have been very, very intrigued by that. So, and two of the biggest stars in the world right now. So. A $200 million budget. $200 million. And I mean, you can see where that $200 million went, especially when you look at those action sequences. But again, you'd, you'd have been better served putting this in theaters. Yep. Hmm. And I, I, I had a, I called it. I called it before we started. I'm like, <laughs> well, Zach called it too. Phoenix is going to like the gray man. I thought it was okay. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like, throwaway like you know what i'm saying like the plot the plot was not great <laughs> like 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 the thing that that pits these two guys against each other i don't think is is very strong and again like my the the thing i like about the movie isn't the plot like it isn't the plot it isn't the story it isn't even the dialogue really it's just the action so like the action alone really carries this movie and that's about it all right. Hey, let's let's dive into spoilers here. <laughs> let's let's There's dive into so spoilers. much I want to talk about. All right. So if you guys have not seen The Gray Man, uh take this opportunity to check it out. Uh it'll either be an entertaining two hours of your life or the worst two hours of your life. <laughs> Probably the latter. 
<laughs> but when you do come back here and let us know your thoughts. So we are going to open, uh, break the seal on spoilers. Brandon, you seem anxious. Why don't you kick us off with your spoiler thoughts? On yeah. Okay, it started off good. They get they gave us some awesome action shots. They gave us some awesome camera work, and the opening sequence was pretty cool. And then, just there's just so much that started unraveling out of nowhere, and it made no sense. Like it made sense, but it didn't make sense. There was no reason for ninety five percent of this movie to happen. <laughs> And like there were there were characters that weren't important to us, but apparently were to them. They're like, oh my god, did I just fucking kill Margaret Cahill? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why should we care who that is? Like, well, it'd be understandable if it was like a, like a long time TV show that this happened, but like, it was stupid. <laughs> uh, Zach. Yeah. To follow up with Brandon on that one, um, I wanted to like this movie, and yeah, it just didn't get there for me. Honestly, the only redeeming qualities in this for me was the acting and the action. I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, the whole thing in the beginning is so like, I, I it's just done over. It's such a like a cliche, like where. Oh, he's going after this bad spy. The bad spy gives him this intel, and then he says, you're next. And then all of a sudden, it, it spins into this thing where now they're after him immediately. So, I, I mean, it was so basic. Um, and then the opening, like, his backstory was trash. Like, his backstory was literally so stupid. Like, they didn't, like, it was such, like, they had so many moments where they could have, like, touched back a lot on that and you got it like twice and it was so not emotional watching it like you know so the, the guy's whole backstory is, is that he killed his dad because he was beating his brother almost killed his brother and then he got put in jail for killing his dad and then because he had no other family supposedly which doesn't make sense because i'm pretty sure his brother's alive mm-hmm. he supposedly has no other family and then they they turn him into a CIA agent. Yeah, that like killing that your dad, the, killing your dad is not a reason to become a CIA agent. <laughs> it's like yeah. the FBI or, or the FBI, the, the I guess Homeland Security or something. Like if like if you hack into something important, they'll be like, they'll arrest you and they'll be like, okay, we maybe we can hire this guy because maybe instead of having him as a liable asset, we can have him as an actual person who works for us. It doesn't work here. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be like, this guy killed his dad? Oh yeah, my God, let's hire him out of the CIA. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with, with Zach's point there. Like, his backstory was was not very thought out. Like, it was, it was kind of, it, it wasn't even, it didn't even make sense. It really didn't. It was like, that's why you're going to hire? Like, and that's what he's upset. Like, it just... It was, yeah, you could just tell like no one cared about that part of the film. And I'm like, it kind of sucks because you have a moment at the end where it's where it all supposed to tie in, but it, 
that's literally like the first moment we see of it. So it's kind of like not getting the emotional response that I think you were aiming for. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, like I, I do want to touch on the writing one more time is like, it's such a down, it's such a downfall because Marcus and McFeely wrote this movie, oh. but they also wrote the Captain America movies and I think yeah. Infinity War. How do you go from that writing this pile of garbage it's kind of crazy too because when i think about it like the the russos have also like if you it, most people's unless you're just a weird person but most people's like top 10 of the mcu features all four of the russos movies like you know what i'm saying so it's like it's kind of crazy how there yeah, was like it's like their entire streak since working with marvel has been very miss, like very miss for most people. I just I just think that's crazy. Yeah. Like another thing I'd like to add on is just like I see like last week I saw some behind the scenes shot, like behind the scenes fight choreography that uh, Ana de Armas posted on her Instagram. Oh yeah, Ana de Armas is in this too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it looked cool, but I'm like they're gonna do they're gonna give it like why even bother going through all this choreography? if you're just going to give us a giant shaky cam fight and mm -hmm. they did exactly that they gave us a freaking shaky cam fight because they because they, they did it in civil war in the beginning where uh, romanoff was like beating up those guys and then lagos i'm like okay based off that i know that the russos like doing shaky cam fights we got exactly that a bunch of shaky cam fights for things that just didn't need to happen yeah, I mean, the the worst ones are the ones with with Anna de Armas. Like her fight scenes are are constantly like whoosh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's annoying, especially because if you saw No Time to Die, she can do a fight choreography scene, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it looks clean, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So like this was this was unnecessary, it, and like it it literally is just her scenes, and then other action scenes when there's like wide shots wide pans again it's like a lot of it's a lot of shaky cam like I, I talked about the tram scene which I think was really well done but there's a ton of that throughout that scene where it's like woo, we're going all over the place we got to watch the cars as they swing past it's it's a lot that was my issue because they their editing on that scene which is so bad they just kept cutting back so too many, yeah. so many different camera shots and it, 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 aggressively aggressively cutting see that that's the point where i'm like okay nobody would survive this is when the <laughs> building starts falling and he's running to the back of the train not to mention he ran out of he outran a car what yeah <laughs> like you gotta be on some like drugs or something to think <laughs> you can actually outrun a car yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of like if you if you really think about it it doesn't make sense sequences in this film like a, like too many yeah it's just like i know they i know that just for plot art like as a plot device they can't shoot the main the main protagonist quite like accurately <laughs> but i mean i mean they made a joke of it he's like how many people does it take to shoot one man like no, that was yeah. a, that was a funny joke <laughs> And it was, I loved, I love what he said. Like, you mind shooting at the guy handcuffed to the bench? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, it's like it's pretty freaking hilarious. Yeah, but like, 
all those guns and everybody's missing at one yeah. target. Yeah, exactly. And then he gets out, he starts shooting everybody like he's the John Wick of. Mm-hmm. And oh. I mean, what does that say? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. They tried, it seemed like they were going for a John Wick and it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I love how they jump from the beginning of him getting Wick's dog to- getting shot is more sad. Then this guy's back sorry. <laughs> yep. See, my uh, my thing is <laughs> it works for John Wick. Uh, it doesn't work here. I think the main reason is because I think John Wick was like really like the first to do that kind of uh, storytelling and action style where, you know, saying he's a very like they really built his character to be that sort of like focus kind of a killer because they gave us a clever backstory about yeah, it yeah they actually gave us a backstory that works they actually teach us and they're still teaching us about his character right like just from john wick three parabellum like they gave us a lot of backstory that we didn't have from the first yeah, and second yeah. and i feel like that's it's 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 such a good series of films that people are desperate to sort of recapture that magic and, you know, whenever there's, like, a good genre of film, there's always, like, 10 remakes that or 10 sort of, like, copies of it that can't quite get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember, like, you guys probably don't remember, but, like, um, a movie like Twister, right? Mm-hmm. A movie like Twister comes out, and then, like, for years we get earthquake all these, like, Sharknado. you know, disaster spinoffs type, type, you know what I'm saying, movies that are just b grade and c grade levels like you're you're trying for twister you're not quite getting it and like that's sort of what this feels like because there there's been a couple of movies sort of like this uh since the john wick series has started where i'm like okay like i I see what you're what you're doing what you're aiming for and it's it's obvious you know just like just like the 365 it's 355 though Uh, Beable that was. I haven't watched that. It was exactly. it was bad. Exactly. <laughs> it was bad, but I loved it. But it was bad. <laughs> so, so back to his backstory is like not even just the about with a dad. That the beginning of the film where he couldn't recruit. Right. And it cuts to 18 years later, and suddenly he wants to jump ship after 18 years of service because what one guy says, Oh, this man bad. Yeah, I mean, well. In his defense, like it was 18 years working with Billy Bob Thornton, and then all of a sudden he's got a new boss who he don't really trust. They're not giving him much intel, you know what I'm saying? And he don't really like him, which is fair. <laughs> so, but and uh, was that Reggie Re- Reggie John Paul? Is that who that was who played Denny Carmichael? Or did I? Yeah, Reggie Jean Page. That's his name. Who played Denny Carmichael? Uh, great actor. Great actor. Solid dude. Um, his his role in Jessica Henwick, whom I also love from Matrix Resurrections. Their roles were so very sort of uh, what's the word? Uh, sort of like thin. They were very thin. Like you could tell their motivations almost instantly. You know what I'm saying? They weren't, you was like, oh yeah, these are the bad guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, 
wasn't any kind of question, wasn't any kind of gray area. They left a lot of things open. Like we never really found out who uh, uh, Carmichael was like really taking his orders from or anything like that. But yeah, the old man. Yeah, it's like we it was kind of like, do, do we care? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they they were just so paper thin the characters, and it it kind of sucked because they're talented actors, and I I wanted more for them. Yeah, I know, I agree. Yeah, um, but I the way he just the way he jumps ship out of nowhere, it's like all of this could have been avoided by just having a sit down conversation of. Did he give you a drive? Not be like, did he? Did you take everything off his body? Mm. You're dodging the question here. I'm like, bro, just have a sit down conversation with him. Go to Xville, sit down. Be like, gave me this. Go on about your business. There was no reason to be targeted for. And then like the bounty that they put on him made no like. That's what got to me is because they wanted to be John Wick so bad they put a bounty on him. That nobody would have gotten the money anyways because yeah. they would have just been killed by Chris Evans. Okay, the bounty lasted for like <laughs> all of two scenes, and it was like it was it was so stupid. Like mm-hmm. they had who was it? They had the one guy who they shot and killed. The doctor the old, guy. The old guy, which the, was the dry cleaner. So yeah. ridiculous. I like, mean. That that gets to the thing that I really love the most about this film, which was every single one of Chris Evans and scenes. <laughs> like, like his dialogue in this movie does not match the tone of this movie whatsoever. And yet it was my favorite parts. <laughs> like, because like dude's like, he's like, where where's the where's the hostage or whatever? He's like, where's my money? And he just shoots him three times. I think it's hilarious. I was just like, dude. He's like, he's hilarious. Like, he's like on the phone with Reggie Jean Page's character. He's like, you know, I'm sending Suzanne to to help you. He's like, I'd rather you punch me in the dick. And she's like, I'll gladly punch you in the dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many, every single scene, every single piece of dialogue with him was hysterical. Like, but like the thing that I couldn't get past was like, they kept saying like, oh, he's a sociopath. He's psychotic. And I'm like, I could not get past this sort of fun-loving character that he was portraying, that it was hard to see him as a psychopath. You know what I'm saying? He was a fun-loving character because he was so crazy. It was funny. Yeah, like, he was just... He he, he was just not... He wasn't sinister, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't diabolical. He was just... An asshole. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He yeah. was just kind of like... Kind Except for the fact, douche. like he, you know, kind of almost, you know, killed a little girl. But yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, like his most sinister moment in this film is when he's like ripping off Billy Billy Bob Thornton's like nails with a with a wrench or whatever that is. Like it was that was uncomfortable. <laughs> see, see, um, that's just uh, that's just an example to not have. If you're a guy, don't have long nails. Yeah, yeah, shave your nails. <laughs> like if you clip your nails, you get taken captive. At least you can have faith in knowing that your torture won't include nail removal. Yeah. <laughs> Hot tip. You heard it here. <laughs> Sur- survival tips with film code one hundred and one. <laughs> 
Nice. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like every other every other dialogue scene with him was hysterical. You know what I'm saying? Why are you walking like that? Because I got shot in the ass, Susie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that was great. I did like that one. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so like he had funny scenes. It was hysterical. It's just, yeah, like I think that was the only joke that stuck. <laughs> All right. Oh, then there's there was another good joke that I thought was really funny uh, when uh, the Indian guy he uh, takes the he takes the talisman and uh, she's like throw me a gun and he tosses her a gun and she he's like goes oh, tosses yeah. her the ammo and she's already ran off he's like why'd you give me an empty gun it's like no one throws a loaded gun <laughs> like it was like kind of got a point there but like yeah. Again, like the dialogue in that scene was it was misplaced, but it was still funny. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought I thought that part was funny too. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came back to uh make sure when when they're going to storm the guy's house, like the huge like grand castle that he's staying in or whatever, mm-hmm. like how she when they find weapons from the two guys, she's like Make sure it's loaded. Check the ammo in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part was funny. Yeah. Like, because yeah, that that's it, hilarious. Like, the reason that joke worked is because I had setup. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's really the, the downfall of this film is like, there's no setup. Like, and, and like the reason for it, it just, it's not, it's not strong enough. Right. Like, yeah, you, you, grabbed a, a piece of blackmail information on the the new head of the CIA and they want it back and they kidnap a little girl who you once protected and that's but at the same time why does he care so much like what why does he care so much about corruption like I don't I, I think it's just because uh but like he, he had no, like his it didn't dude. like have like they didn't portray him as like a character with like a strong sense of like moral justice right like you know it was just like oh this is bad so i'm gonna do the right thing and like that that the yeah, whole it's like, it's like you've been killing people for the cia for 18 years all of a sudden now you have a moral compass like really like <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's sure. like oh what because some guy got a job by probably something you helped him with before like <laughs> I mean, it kicked out your mentor and friend, so I guess you could take that personal. Yeah, but I mean, like, why, I don't understand that whole dynamic with them. The whole, like, mentor guy, like, I didn't understand that dynamic. It was just so loosely placed. Like, it was like, okay, I mean, sure, but, <laughs> like, what? Like, why do I care about this dynamic? You guys have no buildup for this whatsoever. There's no, like, you don't show any reason that they would be so deeply connected or anything besides the scene where he watched his niece. And even still, that's like, a, oh, this is your job. Go do it. See, they didn't even explain why that guy that he killed, where he's made the just another Thursday joke. There was no explanation why that guy was there. He was just there. And then, like, no explanation for why that was needed. I'm just gonna start saying that to everyone. 
It's just another Thursday. Just oh, my God. You're going to start using that in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really, like, honestly, I think we've really gone through it and explored, like, why it doesn't necessarily all come together. Um, but the action in this movie is not bad. Like, again, I do want to point out. So, like, there's this, the scene where... Um, uh, Lloyd Hansen, that's uh, Chris Evanson's character. When they come and find him after dudes trapped him in the uh, in the well, uh, they when he breaks out and he starts fighting everybody, right? He pins a guy up against a wall and he punches him two times, right? But you can literally see his hand go past his face, mm-hmm. and and like you see the guy react, and I'm like, that's a stunt move. And they kept that in. It's so painfully obvious. Like he's like, he's he's right right here. He goes like this, right past him. But the dude still goes like, like, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> I cannot believe they kept that in there. I was like, that is, that is atrocious. <laughs> like, that is one of the that, that that's one of those things that you are supposed to hide very well in your edit and like this is why i said like somebody somebody lost a job just off of that alone because if netflix gives you 200 million dollars and you leave a shot like that in there you you, you can't work anymore. <laughs> like, you, you can't work it that's just ridiculous but again like as far as like the action scenes go i thought the action scenes were good like and really because they're so plentiful they really carried the rest of the movie uh, well, they kept they kept the movie afloat, I should say, because the dial the plot most certainly did not. <laughs> I just feel like this this needed less. I mean, you need you know like the you know the the term less is more. Mm-hmm. This needed a, a bit like a good chunk of an action piece taken out. Mm-hmm. There was like this could have you this could have afforded like ten minutes cut off the runtime. I feel like it could have. If you like, I agree, but like, not necessarily cutting off the runtime, but like filling it with something substantial. Substantial. There it is. Yeah, like so that it it might have made the story a little bit more fruitful, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah, overall the action was solid, and I'm sitting up here and I'm thinking, right. I don't know if you guys saw the other Netflix movie, The Old Guard, with uh-uh. Charlize Theron. Okay. Well, like, that was a pretty solid film uh, for Netflix. They're doing a sequel. Um, I feel like they should release that sequel in theaters. Like, because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard, Netflix is struggling <laughs> right now, right? Yeah, they just lost close to a million. Uh... Yeah subscribers yeah and they keep raising their prices they like they they're going through some things and like part of it is because streaming and subscriber base as your only profit model is not going to sustain you especially with so much competition uh you know through with hbo max and disney plus and hulu all of those guys uh really kind of cutting into their business so they really need to take some of these these movies and these IPs, even the ones that they have created themselves, and they need to put them in theaters so that they gain another revenue stream. Uh, so I kind of hope they do that with the Old Guard sequel, 
And I don't know if you guys are interested. Would you go see a Gray Man sequel? Nope. <laughs> no. If we had to review it, maybe. Maybe. I would not go to see it though. Like if, if we weren't reviewing it, I wouldn't even pay two without pay two like my two two of my. Let me guess, Phoenix. You want them to do a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix. I, I I do only because I think that there's enough here to to build on. There's enough could, of anything to build on. You just because you, you can. I mean, uh, what? I don't know. I like I have a, a thing where it's like you have great characters, you have great action, you have the money. <laughs> like I'm like, I would do it and just just try to get it better. It, all you really had to do was tweak a few things, and you could really get this better. So I I think I would watch a sequel. I hope they make a sequel. I'm not counting on it, but I think there's room, and there's still more story to tell. So I think mm. I would I would look into it. I would say that it's worth doing. Probably not for two hundred million dollars. Like feel like you can get away with like a nice little seventy to ninety budget, and you'd be solid. Uh, yeah, but I would I would look towards doing it again. Maybe with different directors. Even though I do think this is of the Russos. Um non-MCU content, I think this is the best one they've had, which is sad. <laughs> you guys yeah. see Joe Russo's cameo at the end? Of course. He, he always cameos, man. He, he, he loves getting in front of the camera, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, because, yeah. I mean, what? Outside of this, they did 21 Bridges, which respect to Chadwick, but was not good. I, uh, I still need to see that. Um cherry which ooh, yikes was really not good um extraction which i didn't mind but was also not very good and was that the chris hemsworth movie yeah i've seen that yeah so like outside of the mcu like they they haven't really had the bangers that they had inside the mcu so yeah this this to me is the best one which again is not saying <laughs> so all right final ratings brandon what are you giving the gray man one and a half Ooh. it start oh. the film started off as a three star and then progressively very quickly <laughs> kept going down so one and a half wow i was not expecting that brandon <laughs> all right zach what do you got i gave it three because it's average and it's good it's just it's that that's all it is right yeah oh. like i don't know i'm i'm teetering between two and a half though i i i would say it's somewhere in there um i think one half is kind of low for the amount of things that they did in that movie but mm. that's just me personally uh i was i was teetering on a three as well but i think i'm actually gonna go with a two and a half uh i i think it's a solid film um the action is good like i said the characters are good i just don't know if i'd rewatch it that's the only thing about it like it's a little bit too long and for what the story ultimately is i don't know if i'd sit 
through two hours of this you, again. You could not pay me to rewatch this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a two and a half. Uh, that's three stars for Zach, one and a half for Brandon. So we were kind of all over the low end of the spectrum on this one, but overall, I thought it was an okay film. Uh, maybe there's another one in the works, hopefully. All right. So what did you guys think of The Gray Man? Let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Pod. And we are going to move on now to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Gentlemen, what have you been watching lately? Zach, what's been good for you, sir? Uh, Yeah, so as of recently, um, I've watched a few different things, so... I've watched The Sea Beast, Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, we'll talk about Nope next week. And I also saw, surprisingly, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And surprisingly, between uh, The Sea Beast, Where the Crawdads Sing, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, I actually enjoyed Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris the most out of those. Nice. Um, it's actually was not what I was... Personally, it was a really great movie. Um no, I mean, it was like a really good movie. It, it was worth watching. It was worth seeing. I would personally rewatch it. It wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't boring at all in any sense. So um, I would say Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is definitely worth going to check out for sure. All right, Brandon, what do you got? I watched for the first time, I know, American Psycho. Oh, nice. Oh, loved it's it. such a great movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, it's just, it's one of those character study movies where at the end you're really contemplating, did this really happen? Is he just think, making all this up in his mind? Because it gives you a really confusing ending. And I'm not a huge fan of confusing endings, but this <laughs> is where it worked. I loved it. Um, I gave it a four star. Uh, I don't know why I put this movie off for so long. Christian Bale just absolutely killed it um i it's funny because like if you, if you think of their other roles the batman killed the joker in this movie because mm. he killed uh, jared leto's character which i didn't know was jared leto until i looked at the cast that's funny Mm-mm. yeah so but yeah it was just a really really good movie and um <laughs> it's one of those films where people can do spin-offs of it and not make it like it but at the same time make it work for them just like with joker mm-hmm but this movie was so good. And like the, the, the thing I loved the most about this was like, even when he was confessing to all these crimes, nobody would get, nobody would even pay him two seconds because they were all, they were all self-centered douchebags, just like him. The only person who really kind of believed it and looked into the th- these things and being horrified about it was the assistant. Cause she was the, the only down to earth person in this movie. Yeah. That wasn't a rich asshole who was just so wrapped up in their own little bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. American Psycho got a four star for me. And I loved it. Nice. American Psycho is amazing. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, yet to see it, but uh, what? looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, I did not get around to seeing any films this particular week, 
but uh, thanks to Brandon's insistence, <laughs> I finally started watching Breaking Bad. I've uh, gotten just two episodes in, but I am really, really intrigued by this show so far. Uh, it's got some interesting stuff, and from what I hear, it's going to get even crazier, so I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing this journey with Breaking Bad and eventually into Better Call Saul. So, uh, yeah. So yes, that's, what's been, that's what's been good for me. Checking out Breaking Bad, which was, as so far, is stellar. Uh, I hope, you know what I'm saying, from, from what I hear, it's not going to go down. It's, it's widely considered one of the greatest TV shows of all time. So looking forward to, to continuing with what, what could be an interesting journey for me. So, <laughs> uh, so that's Breaking Bad for me, American Psycho for Brandon. And Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. So that's <laughs> one hell of an interesting mix. Uh, check those out and let us know what you guys think. And that's uh, what's been good for us here at Film Code. All right. So it is that time. Time for me to get another two points. <laughs> Brandon, uh, it is your code word this week. Uh, remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, sir. Yeah, so um, my code word was fight from the year 1985 to 1990. Uh, the director's last film was in 2018. Uh, one of the side characters, the actors in this film, was, a, was in Terminator 2, and it's not that well of a note of a film. Yeah, I know it's not that well known of a film. <laughs> you have no idea how much I've searched and came up with nothing. Same. <laughs> Are you guys serious? I, I came I, up I have with a, literally nothing. I have a guess, but I went through the entire Terminator 2 cast list. <laughs> I kid you not. I could not find this damn movie. Oh, I spend so much time going on Google and looking at both sides of the Terminator 2 cast list and the movies they're in for these actors in this movie. And I still could not find this damn movie. Seriously? You said side character, right? Yeah. Because there's only one movie that I saw that had the same actor in it. And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and he's very clearly not the side character. Uh, Zach, do you have a guess? Not really. I'm just going to throw Commando out there. I know it's completely <laughs> wrong, but Commando is going to be uh, going to be my guess. I don't care. I, I There's no way I was going to win this. So, oh. uh, yeah, Commando's it. Wow. All right. <laughs> I was hoping you'd give me a... <laughs> he needs to try to piggyback. 
I was hoping you give me something, man. But like something like maybe I didn't come across. Uh, but like, like me, uh, I spent like an hour and a half searching for this. And like even when I was like, oh, okay, that could be it. I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, <laughs> so I I struggled and barely like I'm sure this is wrong, right? I'm sure this is wrong. But this was the only thing that I could find that matched pretty much everything. So um, I got the, I still don't know how fight <laughs> figures into this, but the actor, the side character, I guess I got was Dean Norris. He was in uh, Terminator 2. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and I'm probably wrong. <laughs> But I got Dean Norris, uh, and he had a movie in, I believe it was 1990. Let me double check. Um, and yes, it was in 1990. The director, Joe Dante, uh, his last film was in 2018, where he was a, a member of uh, several directors. I guess this was a uh, uh, anthology film. Was, uh, Nightmare Cinema in 2018, um, and the film <laughs> that I got was is from 1990, and it's Gremlins to the New Batch. Uh, that's that was the only thing I could find that matched everything. So that's my guess, Gremlins to the New Batch, which again I think is probably wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm sorry I made this super difficult for you guys. Um, I thought the I, I made the word fight really easy. Um, I was hoping to narrow it down by giving you an actual movie, to, like a well-known movie to be like, okay, I can search up the actor from there. The film is 1989's Arena. Your director is, sorry, I need, I'm, my all right, your director is Peter Manugian, and his last film in 2018 was Psycho Sideshow Demon Freaks. And the side character, the actor that was in Terminator 2 was Peter Shroom, who in Arena um, plays himself as Pete Shroom. Wait a second. It is one of the worst movies I have ever watched. I watched it earlier this year. Um, there's a YouTube channel that... Um, that Zach, uh, Ryan, and I uh, both know Oral Knots, and I'm good friends with the guys who run that channel. And um, occasionally they do Patreon supporter uh, watch parties. And I was on one a few weeks ago on a weekend, and I watched this movie. It was not good. <laughs> and it's one of your cheesy, like 1980s fight movies where they try to do a sci fi fight movie, and it just is absolutely terrible. It's worth watching, but oh my God, it is not good. He's not even listed on here. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's listed on IMDb. Oh, who the he's hell dead. uses IMDb? I'm using Google. <laughs> I'm sitting here using Google. What? Use name? Zach, you got to use IMDb or Letterboxd. I was. His sir, name, his sir, name isn't sir, even on Letterboxd. Sir, I, Google is. It should have it on there. Google knows everything. Okay, <laughs> and if it's not on Google, it's not real. 
<laughs> when I'm like, I'm like looking through the Terminator cast. Oh, there he is, Pete Shroom. Okay. Arena doesn't even come up as one of his movies. Like, yes, he does. Not on, not on Letterbox. Like, I, I gave Arena two stars and I watched it June 26th. That's ridiculous. It has <laughs> it has almost under a thousand people who have logged in on Letterboxd. Uh, so yeah, that's trash. <laughs> that don't make no sense. I don't understand why it's not it's not even showing up on his under his name. But Letterboxd isn't perfect, but I guess. <laughs> Congratulations, Brandon. You gained another two points. Which you're cheating. cheating. You're I, there's no cheating here. You're cheating code word there. <laughs> Dude, I gave you the most easy clues ever. You gave us the most deceptive clues ever. <laughs> no, so, no. Zach, we need to get back on the board because <laughs> I'm at six points. I, I haven't been on the board except I, for what, something you guys. So, yeah. what am I at? Six or seven points now? Six. Six. Zach, me and Zach are both at two. So we, we're struggling out here. Zach, help me out, man. <laughs> well, next time, just pick a movie where the actors are on Google, please. <laughs> just, like, look that up before for me. Be like, you got sure, it, pal. Make sure they're available on, on all platforms. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we are going to get up out of here. Zach, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can also find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You guys can find me and my arena review <laughs> on Letterboxd at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears. Go check down Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. All right. And you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And officially on TikTok at IMHOFilm. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>